Welcome to the Season of Soul podcast. My name is Dora Vandekamp, and I am a spiritual ecotherapy coach and manifestation expert. Are you ready for infinite abundance, ultimate wellness, and pure bliss? I am, and I know many of you are too. We are truly in the season of the soul, being called on to evolve, expand, and awaken. I am so honored to be able to share with you incredible wisdom from some of the most revolutionary teachers, gurus, and coaches. Each show contains powerful knowledge about inner and outer transformation. And now, let's go to the show. on the show today. I'm super, super excited to have you on. Um, Well, I'm excited to be here. um, Annabella is an RTT therapist, and I actually worked with her uh, recently, and it was such a powerful transformational experience. It, It really literally changed my life. So that's why I asked her to come on the show, because I feel like I wanna share this with everyone. So I'm super excited to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yes, so I am, as you said, an RTT, an advanced RTT therapist. And uh, I work generally with women and they tend to come to me when they, um, they're they're pretty high performing. They're doing pretty, pretty well in life, but there's like a piece missing. And it's a pretty significant piece because ultimately they don't feel good enough or they don't feel lovable. And so often they come, they may have anxiety or depression or certainly a low mood. They may have um, issues around their relationship. And that's where I tend to focus my work is on relationship. Not always, um, but a lot of the work I do is in relationships. Um, or emotional issues such as anxiety and depression. But ultimately, ultimately, it is all to do with um, making people feel lovable and making them feel good enough just as they are. Because when you feel lovable and enough, then the world is your oyster. You know, anything is, uh, anything is achievable. So I love doing it. It's amazing, powerful, transformational work. And um, it's the best thing. And you, you've done it. I've done it. And I, I know, and I totally agree with everything you're saying, because it is, it's, it's amazing. And you're right. I think the idea that once you know your worth and you're deserving, it just transforms everything else. It's such a powerful catalyst for so many yeah. things. When people come to you and say, I don't feel enough, I don't feel good enough but it often goes more than that. They'll say, I feel worthless. I feel, I don't feel worthy of love. Um, and so to help somebody feel good enough and to feel lovable so that it can have great relationships, they can have wonderful friendships, but most importantly, to have that amazing relationship with themselves is, is incredible. Yeah. Um, what drew you to this work? Well, I found it actually myself. Um, I didn't actually have RTT. I actually listened to um, a hypnosis audio and it had such extraordinary results for me personally. 
um, that I decided to become a therapist. So I didn't even experience RTT before I actually had the, um, I didn't actually, yeah, before I became an RTT therapist, I hadn't actually had a session. But I had listened to a generic audio and that was so extraordinarily powerful that I thought, oh my goodness, if I could do the if I could do the therapy and I could help other people transform their lives, then I've got to do that. I don't know if you remember, I mean you're way too young. There was a, I think it was Gillette, there was like an advert. <laughs> it was like, these razors were so good I bought the company, you know? Uh, excuse my very bad American accent um, and it was a bit like that and I didn't buy the company but I knew that that's what I had to do when I found out that I could train in that therapy then I just knew I had to do it it took a year or so um, to actually train uh, to get round to the training I mean um, but uh, yeah it was extraordinary and had you uh, before that had you uh, looked into being a therapist or anything like that at all? Or was this kind of the catalyst for you? Sorry, there's a plane flying overhead. <laughs> always the way, isn't it? Um, not really. I've always been interested in um, psychology and the mind, but um, I thought you know, it's going to take years to become a therapist, which actually, if you're a psychotherapist, it can take absolutely years. Um, so I'd had other careers before being a therapist and so I thought well, you know time's not my side I'm not sure I've got kind of you know four or five six years to go and, and train um, but when I found out that I could do um, RTT with after basically um, a year's study although I could practice earlier than that but essentially it's a year's study um, that was just amazing so to be able to do it and not have to take years and years to study to do it and still get amazing results it was just win-win yeah that's amazing and so can you explain a little bit about hypnosis and uh, I, I think a lot of people have kind of this idea of just of what they've seen from television you know or maybe they've been to like a carnival and there's a hypnotist and you know the hypnotist is kind of controlling the person and making them do silly things uh yeah. so can you talk a little bit about what the experience is like um i know it's not like that it's, it's very different um but can you elaborate a little bit on the experience of hypnosis and and what it is yeah, absolutely. A lot of people are they're, they're curious about hypnosis, but sometimes they're a little bit hesitant for exactly the reasons you've given. And no, I don't make anybody um, run around like a chicken and I don't get them to sign over their all their savings or their house to me or anything like that. Um, it's really hypnosis, is just a very, very deep form of relaxation. Um, and you, everyone's actually already experienced hypnosis. So you might have been watching a movie or reading a book and being so engrossed in it that when somebody calls your name, you don't, you don't hear them. And that's because actually you're in a trance-like state. You're so focused on what you're watching or reading that you don't hear um, somebody calling your name so that is basically a hypnotic trance which you've put yourself into or do you drive i do drive okay so you know when you drive and um you can't actually remember the routes that you took to get to wherever you went to because you've been thinking about something that's happening or something that happened again that's like a hypnotic trance so it's just a very focused 
deep form of um, relaxation. So it's nothing to be scared about. So in the session, I put my clients into hypnosis. We use a very rapid form of induction. Um, some hypnotherapists might take you half an hour to get into hypnosis. Um, with the therapy that I practice, RTT, you're in hypnosis in basically you know, five, five minutes, some people can even be some people don't even get to the bottom of the steps and that they're, they're already gone you know they're already in hypnosis so um it's very very quick and in the session you're dialoguing with me you're aware of everything that's happening you're if somebody is walking along the street outside or passes the door you will hear them um so you'll remember everything that goes on goes on in the session and the importance of hypnosis is that it allows us access to the amazing subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is very important because that's where every thought, feeling, experience you've ever had is stored. And it's like this huge big filing cabinet that we normally can't get access to um, because we have our conscious mind, our critical mind. But in hypnosis, we can access the subconscious mind and we can open it up. And the subconscious is important because the subconscious drives all our habits and behaviors. And so if you think about, um, you know, when you're learning, again, you're learning to drive a car and at the beginning you have to think about where your feet go. And um, well, if you're in the UK, you, put, you know, you're, you've got a manual car, so where you put the gears and stuff and uh, you really have to think about it but when you've done it enough times your subconscious mind takes over and you don't even have to think about it yeah so you just you you're, you don't even, i mean actually if somebody asked me which brake pedal i have to put my foot on i probably couldn't tell you but if i get into a car i just know how to do it and it's the subconscious mind that is driving that behavior and it's the subconscious mind that drives all our behaviors so eating when we're stressed or picking a fight with your partner before you go to bed so that you can avoid intimacy. Um, it's, it's absolutely extraordinary, the power it has. And um, yeah, we can get access to it in hypnosis. It's incredible the power it has. It's really almost everything that we think because it, most of the time we're on autopilot, right? And so it's our subconscious yeah. mind that's really kind of doing all the work. And then if we are not conscious of it, then a lot of times it kind of runs away with, with whatever it wants to run away with. So yeah. it, does, it doesn't always have to be positive things that, it, it, that it's uh, creating in your life. That, that it's oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. And so the subconscious mind, is that something when you work with people, do you find that that um, goes all the way back to childhood, um, maybe even before. I, I actually heard an incredible story about one woman um, who uh, worked with an RTT uh, therapist and went all the way back to the womb. Yeah, I, I have done that. And I've gone even for people, I've never kind of, you know, directed people to go back to past life regression, but I've had a couple of clients that have even done past life regression in RTT with me. Wow. It doesn't happen very often, um, but it's happened with a couple of clients and it's absolutely fascinating. And we deal with it in completely the same way. So we talk about what's happening, what the person, what the client is thinking, feeling and experiencing. 
and um, we investigate that scene and, and how it's affected them. And totally going back to the womb, it happens ex an extraordinary amount. It really does. Yeah. Wow. And that's so fascinating because so in our culture, we don't really think about when we're, you know, around a baby or when somebody is pregnant, and what that baby is experiencing and hearing and feeling and witnessing. So it's really powerful to know how important it is to even in that stage, be aware and be present with that, the fetus or the, the baby or the infant or whatever. Totally. I've had clients who have witnessed their parents fighting, saying that they don't, perhaps the father or the mother is saying, I don't want the child. Um, I don't want this pregnancy. And um, it's absolutely terrifying for the, for the fetus. It's extraordinary. But we can do something, um, we, we do something called upgrading the child, which is where we do a little bit of inner child work. And actually we can adapt that to um to the fetus as well that we can make the fetus feel better we can um uh, reassure it that it was safe and um yeah absolutely extraordinary powerful work um, but it's, it is amazing how often that comes up yeah and, and do you find that a lot of our uh limiting beliefs i'll, I'll call them limiting beliefs but you know whatever trauma that's that's Kind of stopping us from reaching our potential do you find that that a lot of times has to do with the childhood experiences or perhaps like before that or is it also just adult experiences no pretty much it's it's childhood experiences because as a child and a young child around the age five or six we we, we, we believe obviously everything is about us and so if our parents, we're not even have to talk about trauma with a big T, you know, it might be that, you know, the parents are, are busy, they're working, and they can perhaps be a little bit dismissive sometimes with their, ch their child, um, but perhaps it just happened a little bit too much. And so at the age of five or six, if mommy's unhappy, or mommy hasn't got time to spend time with me, or daddy's always at work, then it must be my fault. There must be something wrong with me. I can't be good enough. Perhaps I'm not lovable. And um, that can lead to limiting beliefs, yeah. Um, you see it all, it's a complete spectrum. It can be the odd dismissive comment, or the, um, as I said, the parents perhaps just being too busy for the child sometimes obviously all the way up to um, emotional, physical, or sexual abuse. But primarily, absolutely, our limiting beliefs are formed in childhood. And I usually direct my clients back to, back to their childhood um, because that's when it's, we get those imprints that last with us into our adult life and really affect us. And do you find that, um so with hypnosis and with RTT, do you, mm -hmm. I, for me, it changed in one session. I had one session and I, I don't want to say I'm fixed now, but it just really opened up so much for me. I mean, I, I could say there's a little bit of it that, that feels fixed, you know, but, um, but it yeah. did transform me in, in such a powerful way. Um, but do you find that some people maybe because it's something that has had such a power over them. Do they need more than one session? How does that work? So we always say for, for any issue, uh, it's one to three sessions. Mm. I've never done a third 
session for, for the same issue. So I've, done, I, I've often done three sessions with a client for, for different issues, but I've never got to a third session for one issue. So someone might come to me for, say, depression or anxiety, and they will, and it's extraordinarily amazingly powerful for depression and anxiety. They really, um, they really respond to RTT. Um, those issues really respond to RTT amazingly. So clients often do see a very rapid transformation, often with one session, and then they might just want a second session to tidy up some other stuff that might be going on with them. Um, but um, in answer to your question, they they may need a second session um, to go deeper on something. So say they come to you with um, a confidence issue. Um, they may want something in the second session perhaps to do with perhaps people pleasing or um, procrastination or, um, or just general um, uh, perhaps public speaking or, or uh, finding a voice, something like that. So they might just want to go deeper on something slightly different that, but is to do with confidence. Um, and so we dig a little bit deeper, yeah. I find it fascinating too that, because I have as well, procrastination and confidence are interrelated. Mm. Can you yeah, elaborate totally. a little bit on why that might be? So procrastination is always a fear, and usually it's a fear of failure or rejection. And so we procrastinate because it's easier for us to fail and say, well, I failed because I didn't do it. I failed because I didn't start, rather than to go ahead, do whatever we were going to do, and then fail. And then we failed because we failed, you know? So yes, procrastination is usually a fear of um, failure or rejection, but primarily failure. And so, I, when I, I mean, I definitely had an issue with procrastination. And I still slightly do, but I'm much better at it now. <laughs> uh, and so, so why, um, why is RTT different than uh, just regular hypnotherapy? Um, is it something, I know you said that it's definitely quicker, um, are there other mm -hmm. as well? Yeah, so essentially the difference is that RTT goes back to the, it, it establishes the root cause. So the root cause of why you're procrastinating or the root cause of why um, you lack confidence or you have social anxiety or whatever it is. So it's finding out why you are the way you are. That's why we go back to um, childhood experiences. Whereas in my understanding is in regular hypnotherapy um, is that you would, you, you go and see a hypnotherapist and generally they will obviously ask you what your issue is and they'll then ask you to lie down and they'll give you specific suggestions around that. But I believe that unless you find out why someone behaves the way they are, um, then, that, then they may lapse and, and, and go back to it eventually because it's, it's that dialoguing with the subconscious. In fact, you, you know this, we, there's a part of the um, session where we actually dialogue with that part of your mind that is, um, is, is keeping you the way you are essentially. And usually it's to protect you. So you made a decision at some time as a child that 
you know, it was better to keep quiet and not speak up or, you know, whatever it is. And so we dialogue with that part of the mind to find out what its role is, why it's doing that for you. And then we ask that part of your mind uh, to go. And man, do you remember that part of your session? I remember that. And it was so, it was very powerful. And it was also very, um, almost kind of like a, a kind of a peace comes over you because, you know, a lot of that fear is very, it's very draining. It takes a lot of energy, right? To be in fear. And when um, we're out of our comfort zones too, that's kind of a really uncomfortable place to be. And I think often that's why we don't level up because it's so much easier to just stay in our comfort zone. Our subconscious kind of is protecting us, right? Um, yeah. yeah, but that was a really amazing part. And then that actually was... Um, kind of similar to the um, recording which you you create for um, the client and what does the recording do so the recording creates the new beliefs essentially so we begin the transformation in the actual session so the session is a little bit like the doctor's appointment so we f uh, so we find out um, why you are the way you are essentially but the recording is like the prescription. So I always say to my clients, you know, you need to be, if you, if you, want, to, if you want us to work together, you have to be able to find 20 to 25 minutes a day to listen to your audio for 21 days, because that's the time it takes to create those new neural pathways, your new beliefs. So basically it, it doesn't require a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of efforts. If you can lie down and you can plug some headphones in <laughs> and you can listen to your audio um, every day, then you can't really but create those new beliefs because your mind is hearing the same message over and over and over and over again. So, um, yeah, by the end of the 21 days, you've got those new beliefs, basically. And the audio is... Sorry, my dog is now barking. <laughs> okay. No, I have sirens too, because I live on a really busy street, so it's nice background, background noise. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so the audio is absolutely incredible. I still listen to it. I still listen to it, first yeah. of all, because Annabella has the best voice and the best accent, so it's so lovely. <laughs> and then it's just such a, a powerful recording. I mean... It's like having a cheerleader, you know, I, li I like listening to it in the morning. It's just like having a yeah. cheerleader get you ready for your day and just be like, hey, you're amazing. You're awesome. You can do anything. And then you're like, yeah, I think I can. So the recording component was such a great, such a great piece for me. I just, I was, it was amazing to me. I could listen to it like three times a day. I listened to it twice a day for the first like two weeks. And then I was like, okay, once a day is you know, cause it, it's still a commitment time-wise, but, um, yeah, yeah the recording. And you know what, the, the clients who get the, the really extraordinary transformations often do listen to it twice a day. I mean, you can get great transformations from listening to it once a day, but you know, it really does speed it up by listening to it twice a day. I always say to my clients, try and listen to it first thing in the morning or last thing before sleeping, because that's where, when we're in that kind of relaxed uh, state of mind. Um, but to be honest, any time of the day that works for you as the client is the best time. 
Um, but thank you for saying that. That's lovely to hear. Um, I'm sure I must bore some of my clients to tears. <laughs> but it is, it is, it does big, it does big you up. It's wonderful. You hear all these amazing things about yourself, which are true. But sometimes clients, obviously, there could be a little bit of resistance to begin with. It's like I'm not sure I believe that, and that's why it's so important to listen to the recording. It's crazy how for some of us those messages that are positive are so hard to hear we're so it's so easy for us to speak negatively to ourselves or to hear negative things about ourselves um much easier than positive things it's sometimes so yeah. a big leap for for people to feel good oh, totally. the good news is you don't need to believe it on a conscious level it's not important to believe it on a conscious level you know and you will believe it on a conscious level eventually but at the beginning it's not it's your subconscious mind and when you're in hypnosis we get access to that subconscious mind and it just it just takes it on it doesn't have to it's not there going well are you are you really good enough mm, i'm not sure you know it's just like oh okay you're good enough take yeah. it you know so it's it's good it's so powerful. I can't like recommend it enough. It's amazing. Um, and so the other thing that you do is you are an advanced law of attraction coach, which is one of the reasons I, am. I felt so compelled to work with you because when we were having our consultation, one of the things I said is, you know, I, I have a hard time finding coaches and, and therapists because um, when they're not really familiar and, and working with the law of attraction, it doesn't resonate with me because it's such a big part of my life. So it was so powerful to find you and be like, oh my God, she does RTT and she does the law of attraction. So, you know, you worked. That I remember that conversation. Yes. And it was amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> thank you universe. I was so grateful. Um, <laughs> It was amazing. It was like everything I've ever wanted. And, and here you were. Um, so can you talk a little bit about what you do when you coach people on the law of attraction? What does that look like? Mm. Well, actually, law of attraction dovetails with RTT so well, because, you know, obviously a lot of law of attraction is to do with our thoughts and our feelings and making them obviously um, high vibe, as positive as possible. And so when you've had RTT, as I'm sure you'll, you'll agree, you know, you're in the best possible position actually to, to manifest and to, to go ahead and achieve all those things that you, you want to achieve. So by, by working with RTT, you're, you're changing your beliefs, you're, you're getting new, beautiful, empowering beliefs. So you're in the best possible position to then go out and manifest and attract whatever you want and so i'll start by having rtt sessions with my client because you know the universe loves a vacuum so we have to get rid of all the old stuff and make make way for the new stuff um and so when my clients feel like they're in the best position to go ahead so it might be after one session it might be after two then we, and not always, not all my clients will have law of attraction coaching with me, but if they choose to, then um, we work together on what their, their dreams are, what their desires are. 
and um, yeah, we do amazing work to 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 manifest their dreams. I, I had a client the other day, well not the other day, it was probably a month or so ago now. I worked with her last um, last August, I think it was, last August, September, so almost a year ago. And she was looking to attract a man into her life. She'd had a series of disastrous relationships. And so we worked on, we did a lot of RTT together to get her in um, the best possible position so that she felt lovable, she felt worthy of love, um, she felt worthy of a, a loving, committed relationship with a healthy partner, someone who was going to support her and be there for her. And she had a really powerful um, uh, vision of her partner, even what he looked like. So in the recording, we put in um, a visualization for her. So she was doing it 21, you know, every day for 21 days, at least once a day of, you know, conjuring up the, her, those feelings that she would feel when she'd found him, he was next to her, using all her senses, she could smell him, she could taste him, she could hear what he was saying. And uh, so we did that and she met this guy um, about two weeks later and they started dating and we did some other sessions on some other stuff we did some coaching carried on with it and she sent me in fact i put it up um oh it's going up soon to go up on my facebook page her whatsapp message saying um i've got news for you and um he'd asked her to marry him so i've got my first my first wedding coming up. Well, she's in, I haven't actually, because she's in Sydney in Australia. So I don't think I'll be going to Sydney, Australia, sadly. Um, but yeah, she's getting married. She's marrying this guy who she saw through visualization and um, attracted him, attracted him to her. That's so amazing. That's so incredible. <laughs> it's like amazingly miraculous. And then it's not at the same time because the law of attraction is, it works. It's 100% yeah. real. But it's fun. It's like, um, it's like a kind of, I think it's a little bit like a game, you know, it's like, um, it's just fun. To, I find it really fun to do. And it's great for me because when I'm doing it with my clients, I'm getting my vibrations getting higher because theirs is. And so I find that, you know, working with his clients, new clients or money into my life or, you know, great experiences. So yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's such fun. And do you feel like the subconscious has an impact with the law of attraction as well? Do you think that they are? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah totally. Because when we, you know, your, your subconscious mind doesn't know what's real and imaginary. Mm -hmm. It will just accept it. Mm -hmm. So if when you're visualizing, um, you know, when you're putting yourself in that perfect future, but you're making it, you're collapsing that timeline and you're bringing it into your reality now through that visualization, your subconscious mind is totally like on it. It's like, this is happening now, you know? And so it will, it activates the, I think it's the reticular activating service, is it? System? System. <laughs> And so what it does is it'll go looking for those things to make it kind of your reality in reality. So it's a little bit like, you know, when you buy a new car and then you see everybody's got that car um, or you hear about an actor and you've never heard about him before. 
uh, but you see him interviewed and then suddenly you see him like on the billboard and then you see he's written a book and he's being interviewed and it's because that part of your mind has been activated and it's going to look for those look for it basically and that's what happens with your subconscious mind yeah, and it's like, it's almost like you get to kind of play pretend as an adult, you know, you get to imagine yourself as wealthy as you want and as, you know, um, happy in your love life as you want and as healthy as you want. I mean, these are all things, it's just like kind of tapping into your inner child again and being okay with, yeah, just not being realistic in a way. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and actually children are incredible at manifesting because they have those amazing ma- imaginations, which sadly many of us lose as we get older. And um, I know when I work with clients who are creative, who aren't so analytical. One, they're amazing at um, RTT because they're very suggestible, so they take on everything. Um, that they're told essentially, but they're also fantastic manifestors as well because they have such amazing imaginations. So, so when someone says, oh, I'm a writer or um, I don't know, I'm an artist or um, I write blogs or whatever, I love that because I know that they're gonna have a great session because uh, they're very suggestible and they've got great imaginations. That's and that's why you were amazing. Yeah, oh, I have, my imagination is like, I play <laughs> all day long, <laughs> really. But it's funny to say that that children are great manifestors because when I was little, we weren't allowed to have a dog, but I love animals. Like that's like, I love them. And so I manifested every kind of animal that you can imagine. We had hamsters, we had rabbits, we had geckos, a tarantula, snakes, birds. We had everything, frogs, guinea pigs. And, but it was every single time I wanted one, I knew I was going to get one. I just knew it. And I I manifested it. And I know it's because when you're younger, you don't have those limiting beliefs in a way. It's kind of like you're so much freer, you know, you have such a bigger, um, just trust, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I should say, actually, of course, we're all amazing manifestors in that we manifest everything in our life, good or bad. But I guess when I say amazing manifestors, you know, um, I'm talking about positive manifestation because of course we manifest the bad stuff as well as the good stuff. Um, and that's why we can all manifest. Um, it's just, it feels a bit more difficult when we're, when we're trying to bring in the good stuff. I don't know why that should be, but it does feel more difficult. For people. Yeah. Uh, do you find that there are particular specific things that you come across that kind of limit people from manifesting the things that they want or like is it like would self-worth be something that is is the thing or is it something else that kind of limits people from manifesting yeah i think you're right yeah i think self-worth um feeling that you're not deserving if you don't feel you're deserving of money you won't you won't get money you know or if you get it you'll throw you'll um you'll you'll give it away you'll get rid of it and and i could hold my hand up to that because i used to be exactly like that um so yeah when i was in my 20s i was a lawyer actually in london and um i suddenly got a, a huge um pay increase because i became a partner at quite a young age 
but it was so unfamiliar to me to have money. And so, um, you know, I just got rid of it. Um, but that's going off slightly at a tangent. But no, if you don't think you're worthy of money, you won't get money, essentially. If you don't think you're good enough, then obviously you're not going to attract great things into your life. So definitely your limiting beliefs can, can limit you, absolutely. Um, obviously, if you don't believe in it, um, then that can limit you. Your, obviously, your, your feelings, if you have um, a lot of negative feelings, then um, if you're not in a good place, then um, it's difficult to manifest great things into your life. Yeah, it has a lot to do with the vibration, right? The way you feel. Yeah, if you're totally. Good and happy and joyful, then you're going to attract more things that give you those feelings. And if you're complaining a lot and you're like negative Nancy, then, you know, you kind of attract the things on that, like, plane, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's getting yourself. I mean, I think gratitude, you know, is a, is a, is, a, you know, I, it it feels a little bit overused now. People are talking about gratitude all the time, but to be honest, it it works. If you can be grateful for your life as it is now, then that's a great stepping stone to creating a much much better life. Um, so, paying gratitude for for absolutely everything that is good in your life, and actually, when we think about it, we can always find something that is good um that's happening to us even if we're we're obviously in a very difficult position which which a lot of people are um but yeah gratitude and i think you know clearing that space to allow good stuff in so whether that's um letting go of judgment that's a big thing self-judgment and judgment of others um i think is huge for manifesting um forgiveness and self-forgiveness um, decluttering your house that's a great thing I absolutely love that and it's all about yeah creating that vacuum so the good stuff can come in so it's working on yourself but it's also working on your environment as well it's amazing to me that they go so hand in hand hypnotherapy and the law of attraction they're like a yeah. pair absolutely yeah. no they absolutely are they, they really as I said you know it's just I just love it because it the client gets in the best possible position to then go ahead and uh, say achieve their, their dreams and desires because vibrationally they're so much higher than they were um, before they had the RTT session. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's so powerful. I, I definitely believe. I mean, we didn't even do law of attraction coaching, but no. law of attraction is just a big, huge component in my life and I can just see how powerful the hypnotherapy was for opening myself up to receiving the things that I you know want in my life and um, feeling worthy of those things and all the stories I think we tell ourselves you know especially around like money right that's an example we have a lot of stories around money and who should have money and who shouldn't and what you know kind of oh, yeah. money makes you and um, you know, it, it's, I mean, it's so interesting. And, and so, yeah, I think clearing that out and getting rid of that and, and replacing it with feelings of worthiness and, um, money doesn't make you, it makes you, a the same person you were before. It doesn't make you a bad person or a good person, right? It's whatever Absolutely. you want, want to create with it. You can create. Money's just energy. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, money. You know, money is just money. A piece, you know, a dollar bill is just a way of, um, you know, us exchanging goods or services. I mean, it's just it's just energy. It's you know, somebody decided that that was better than you know, selling two chickens or whatever. So um, yeah. it's just a paper. You know? <laughs> Do you think it's like I tell my boyfriend, it's just a number on a screen. I mean, who knows if there's even paper there? You know. <laughs> <laughs> just on his screen absolutely yeah yeah absolutely i grew up with a father who um you know buckingham palace where the royal family uh, in london would you know reside or whatever and when i used to go and stay with my dad um, my parents were divorced and we used to go and stay with him in london and he'd pick us up from the station and then he'd drive us through central london it was the same tour every time like, oh this is big ben and this is and whenever we got to buckingham palace he'd say oh and that's where you know that's where the old cow is or whatever and um <laughs> it was like that should be made into an old people's home she should be thrown out and should be made into an old people's home so he was a, a republican at heart but um you know and so i it was like oh my god well she she's bad because she's you know she's rich and she's a royal family and you know so yeah i definitely got very very mixed messages around money and uh what wealth brings you and whether you're a good person if you have it or not from my father that's for sure so funny my father this is very similar you know a very my dad's a minister so it's like you have to give all your money away always give it away right. you know and so um it's yeah it's a very interesting thing how it really does just create this idea and the subconscious belief that you have around this subject that is really pervasive in everything that you do and and you know desire and everything so i think changing that and probably that's just an example there's so many other things that oh, yeah. are a part of your daily life that you know you subconsciously believe and just i think that's why like writing and reflecting and doing hypnotherapy and coaching is so powerful because then you're aware and you're like, okay, Absolutely. this is why I'm not, you know, having the abundance I want or the love of my life or whatever. And it can actually manifest also into physical things, right? I mean, even things like um, infertility, that's something that can actually come from limiting beliefs or experiences that you had you know when you were a child and it's very interesting to think about yeah i mean a, a woman who can't conceive you know she may have told herself i don't know perhaps as a teenager or something oh my goodness if i get pregnant you know it'll be a nightmare it's the worst thing i can't get pregnant it would be the end of everything and if you're telling yourself that you know over and over again actually your mind can go oh okay well you better not get pregnant then so uh yeah it's, it's, it is extraordinary extraordinary it's just the power of our minds and our bodies and and yeah yeah, yeah. you're talking about self-awareness and i think i lacked self-awareness for quite a long time so i didn't even know certainly in my 20s and early 30s about um, why I was the way I was and I just thought oh I lack confidence because I was just shy and that's just kind of you know how it is some people just don't like speaking in, in front of people or people just don't like uh, some people just don't like mixing in, in big groups or whatever but we're all born confidence we're all born feeling enough you only have to look at a young child 
um, how they dance in front of, you know, when they're two or three, they're dancing in front of the family and, uh, you know, dressing up and performing. Um, but it gets, sadly, it kind of gets knocked out of us a lot of the time, but we were all born confident. So it's within us. We just need to, to, to draw on that resource and, and, and get it back up, get it back up again. Um, but when self-awareness is yeah, so important, when we've got that self-awareness, we can change. Yay. That's amazing. Well, I'd like to ask you a few questions that we ask all our guests. So the first oh. is, I, these are my favorite. Um, what nourishes <laughs> your soul? What, what, what nourishes, nourishes my soul? What nourishes my soul. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, food and music. I think probably. Oh, music. Yeah. Love music. Music's a real, and music's amazing for manifesting, I think. And it's such an instant um, mood changer. You know, if you're down, just put some music on, um, preferably from the 80s. <laughs> I love it. And it will change your, change your state completely. Yeah, it's funny because I actually used to, I worked at a recovery center, um, <clears throat> an addiction recovery center. And a lot of the guys I worked with would listen to like the most depressing music. And I was, no. I was teaching law of attraction back then. And I was like, Hey guys, if you want your lives to like, you know, get a little more positive, you have to stop listening to this stuff. It's just <laughs> yeah. consciously, it's not very good for your situation right now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Very yeah it's really, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. All right. So I love it. What is your wish uh, for the world in this coming year? Oh my goodness, that's a big one. What is my wish? Uh, well, that we all get through this. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I think, you know, there's a lot of repairing that has to, there's a lot of reparation, a lot of repairing that has to go on. And I think, you know, I think some good can come out of it um we've all become closer to each other in a way i think we've taken a lot of stuff for granted and um we're now aware that actually the most important things in our life are our health and uh and our family and, and close relationships so i think if we can hang on to that and uh you know just be loving to each other and kind then the world could be a better place uh, and that ties into the final question, which is, what do you think people can do um, to create a more joyful and beautiful world? Love, just just uh, love yourself. That's the first thing, um, because when we love ourselves, we've got nothing to fear, and uh, we'll end up, you know, just being closer and more loving to each other. So it all begins with love. Love yourself and the whole the rest just falls into place amazing well thank you for being on season of soul today this was so amazing i cannot wait to share this with everybody i know <laughs> dora it's been my absolute pleasure i loved working with you and um it's been my pleasure to be here today thank you so much